Hello, everyone, and good to be with you as always. In the last couple of weeks, we put together a plan here at St. Philip the Deacon uh, called the Vision for St. Philip the Deacon, which is our way of sort of thinking about how we're going to move into the future uh, as we begin to invite people back in some staged and small ways. Um, the last week or so, we've been able to invite back the AA group. They met in our, our backyard, um, and they were delighted to be able to get back together. They've been uh, gathering on Zoom, uh, which has worked well, but it's not the same, of course, as being in person. Um, our youth group is trying to figure out some plans to gather again outside. By the time you see this, the staff will have met again outside uh, for the first time uh, ever since uh, March, I guess, uh, for our regular weekly staff meeting, uh, which we've been doing by Zoom. One of the things we're doing as well, which I hope you have heard about by now, is we're opening the sanctuary up for a time of personal prayer uh, on Wednesdays, and that's from 9 to 11 um, in the morning on Wednesdays, so the day you're seeing this uh, published. Uh, 9 to 11 is for our senior population or those with underlying health concerns, um, and then again in the afternoon to early evening from 4 to 7, that's for anyone who wants to come. Details about that can be found on our website, we'll link to that, but you'll come to the north parking lot, enter through the columbarium or chapel entrance, and also leave through that entrance, uh, and we have some different stations uh, set throughout the sanctuary for you to sit and to pray however you want. We've talked about uh, prayer before in a couple of ways. We've talked about practices called the examine, and we'll link it uh, to that episode. We've also talked about a practice called Lexio Divina. Uh, we'll link to that episode. Um, there are other kinds of prayer. There's meditative prayer. There's contemplative prayer. There's prayer focused on a single word. There's uh, it could be called rote prayer, where you're praying prayers like the Lord's Prayer. Uh, you could pray the Psalms. Um, but what I want to suggest today, and again, if you come for that personal time of prayer in the sanctuary, and I hope you will. Um, this may be a type of prayer you want to, to try out. You don't have to. It's just an invitation. And you don't, by the way, of course, have to be in the sanctuary to try this either. Um, this is uh, taken, and I've mentioned this book before, from a book called The Jesuit Guide to Almost Everything by a gentleman named James Martin. Um, and it's in a chapter about prayer. Um, it's called God Meets You Where You Are. And it's actually the first type of prayer he mentions uh, in that chapter. <clears throat> And it's called the composition or imagining the place. And that sounds like fancy words, but all it's really talking about, and this is, again, from Ignatius, the founder of the, um, the Jesuits, it's a way of reading a Bible passage and trying to use your imagination to enter into that passage by reflecting on your five senses. So James Martin, uh, as he's describing this, and this is, if you have this book, again, it's on page 147, um, he's going to lift up uh, the storm at the sea. This is from uh, the Gospel of Luke in the 8th chapter. Um, he says it's one of his favorite stories, and then he, he, he says this, it's often helpful for people who are struggling with big problems in their lives, that is, everyone. I love that line. Um, anyway, he walks you through how to practice this type of prayer. And again, basically you read the passage, and then again you use your five senses to allow yourself to imaginatively enter into the scene. So again, if it's the storm at the sea, um, 
the first question is, what do you see? You know, you're in the boat. What do the disciples look like? What does it look like outside the boat? What is Jesus doing, right? That's the first move. What do you see? Uh, second, what do you hear? There's a storm. Maybe you hear thunder. Maybe you hear waves splashing up against the sides of the boat. Maybe the, the boards of the boat itself are creaking, right? Um, what do you smell? Again, you're in a boat. Maybe you've caught some fish, so maybe it smells like fish. All of these different senses allow you to enter more imaginatively into the scene. What do you feel is the fourth sensation. Maybe you're wearing a kind of clothing uh, like the disciples that was some kind of homespun clothing that's itchy or scratchy. Maybe you're wet because the waves are splashing over. What are you feeling with your tactile sense? And then finally, what do you taste? In this particular story, that may not be as important. <clears throat> and then James Martin again says, um, at this point, let the scene play out in your mind with you in the picture. And I'm going to read another thing. He says, let the story play out in your imagination with as little judging on your part as possible. Let yourself be drawn to whatever seems most attractive or interesting. You're going to trust through this process, in other words, that this act of imagining yourself um, in the scene, in this story, in this biblical passage is guided and directed by God as a form of prayer. So see where God directs you. And then as you sort of reflect on that, the, the simple thing you do next is simply pay attention and take note of what happened within yourself while you were involved in the story. Again, Martin says this, God desires to communicate with you all the time, but when you intentionally open yourself up to God's voice, you can often hear it more clearly. We've talked before about how God doesn't shout at us and how we live in a noisy world. And so when we are intentional about trying to be present to God, to sort of say to God, I'm going to pay attention to you, God. Maybe God invites or opens up a, a, a line of communication that isn't often there. Uh, again, James Martin, this isn't the only way this could go, but in this particular story, he uses the example of maybe as you're paying attention to the story, you recognize how scared the disciples are of the storm, and then also of Jesus himself, who calms the storm. And then it maybe makes you think about this theme of a fear of God. And it allows you to ask the question uh, about the text, about the passage, where am maybe I afraid of God in my own life? That's one possible outcome. It might be a more emotional reaction uh, or a um, uh, some kind of... Uh, surprising or revealing or clarifying insight. Uh, in his own case, uh, Martin shares very beautifully uh, a time when he was feeling very unclear about a direction he was going to go in his life. He prayed this type of prayer. He paid attention. And what he realized is he was struggling with whether to take one position within his order or a different position, to stay in the, the one he was at or to move in a different direction. And the insight he discovered as he played this out in his mind imaginatively was whichever boat he went on, Jesus was going to be with him. So there are all kinds of ways to pray. Again, I'm not suggesting this is the only one by a long shot. At this point, I simply want to invite you with other people from St. Philip the Deacon, uh, or a guest for that matter, to come into our sanctuary, spend some time in that holy space with God, uh, unload to God whatever is on your mind, open yourself up to hear what God may have to say to you, um, and I pray that it is fruitful.
As always, thanks for paying attention today. Uh, until next time, be well, stay in touch, and God bless. Mm -hmm.